welcome to next week tonight. Hello, everyone. I'm Josh, and this is Next Week Tonight, presented by Fusion Fantasy Football. If you know what this is, you're welcome. I'm back. If you're like, what does that mean next week tonight? Hang on. You're going to find out. Uh, this is the show that I'm, I'm here to keep you guys a step ahead of the competition. I'm one man show here. I'm going to be jumping around. We're trying a new format here. We've got uh, the fun slides feature thanks to StreamYard. And so we're going to give that a shot and see how this goes. Got it all up in here. I think it's going to be a really nice presentation. Don't forget, we've got the podcast. And I even have this all written up on my homework. I do. I did it in such a way this year that I'm going to be able to easily just like export that to an article. It's not going to be fancy, super well edited, but it's going to have all the takes that you can see in this video, but with my actual full notes on it, a little bit more than I can fit into, you know, a bullet point here on the video. So I'm going to go ahead and go uh, bigger screen here with the slides. You don't need to see me, see me that well. There we go. That's, that's better. I'm hiding down here. So, we're going to move right ahead next week tonight. First of all, if you're new to next week tonight and you're like, okay, well, again, what is this? It's literally a week ahead. It's next week. So this episode, as you'll maybe noticed, is week two next week tonight. We just had, I'm recording this Thursday night after the first NFL game of week one. So why am I talking about week two? Well, because I'm trying to get you a week ahead. So I'm looking at players you should be adding before they break out on week one, before everyone else scrambles to get them in waivers next week. You can pick them up for free over the next few days before they lock on Sunday. And then even, even streamers. Right, which right now is a little silly. I didn't put a lot of focus on it, but come week what five, six, when bye weeks start up or we start getting some more injuries, you're gonna be wanting some streamer options, and you hate to waste fab or uh, a waiver order right on a streaming pick on a defense, right? But you can pick them up for free a week ahead and have them ready to go. Sometimes that means you stash two of a, of a position that you don't normally do, but when done strategically, and I, I don't recommend carrying two defenses all the time, but when it's because you know you have a bye week for your main defense, right? It's okay to do here and there. You're just not doing it for the whole season. You're certainly not drafting two. That's not the same thing as what we're talking about, okay? It's okay to stash multiples of these other positions at times. All right, this episode is very well going to be longer than future ones, all right? That's because I'm introducing it like I am now, a little bit more in depth. So just bear with me, and hey, it's my first one of the year, so we're going to get into it. Again, a week ahead, ads drops. I'm doing a lot of stashes, a lot of players that you're trying to pick up before they hit, before they do something they're gaining value either in Dynasty. I'm going to mostly be focusing on redraft. I will note, and it will be explicitly noted in the article form 
of uh, the of the show that comes out on fusionffb.com. If you're listening to this, I don't worry. I haven't forgot about you podcast listeners. I will be saying everything, speaking names, avoiding pronouns, right? Um, as much as possible. The visual on the video is just a visual aid so people can follow along a little bit easier. So ads and drops are a big thing here, especially ads, but also drops. You know, players, when we get into the middle of the season, there's going to be times where I'm like, guys, just let him go. Let it go, Elsa. Uh, so a lot of stashes early in the season, but as we get into bye weeks, you're going to need to know when to drop people. That's when the f- the streamers come in big during the bye week part of the season. You can pick those guys up for free. All right, and then um, as we get into the the middle and end of the season, heading into the playoffs and of course trade deadlines, I'm going to be focusing on trades. I mean, I'll sprinkle in trades throughout. Like I, I I'll say one right now that I don't even have on the list, and it's technically cheating because they just played. But Cam Akers, you might be able to get him really cheap soon. And I know people are going to say, yeah, he's cheap for a reason, but you know what? He it was injured, okay. Henderson was too, but maybe Henderson just got back sooner. Henderson did okay. He did better as this game progressed, but that's a little bit to be expected when a team gets up on you, like the Bills did, and you're kind of like, go ahead, run the ball. Um, but I still think Acres is the better talent now. Whether or not the explosiveness is back, we've talked about all of this. Yeah, we know, but sometimes. If it's cheap enough, it's worth the shot. And so it's things like that. You know, hey, what do I say here? If you're new, buy, fear, sell, hope, okay? You got to take risks if you want to win it. So I I don't even have that on a slide here, but, you know, that would be a one that I would put out here. That kind of thing. Um, Other players that I'm expecting to do better than people thought or worse than people thought. And those are the kind of players that I'll say, get ready to sell them, right, when they peak. Or in other players, I'll say, buy them, trade for them before they have a big week and the price goes up. So those are the tri- that's how I try to keep you ahead of the trade market even. All right. So that's the idea. Let's go. I'm going to move into, um, at this time of year, stashes, particularly running backs. Okay. So this is mostly in order as will most of them in my order, my preference. Um, But they're also for different kinds of leagues. Um, I'll try to note that when, you know, it comes up. But for Jeffrey Wilson, okay, so he's still on the team, right? He didn't get dropped. Trey Sermon got dropped. All right, so that's the problem we're looking at here is, if Mitchell continues to get dinged up, it's going to be Jeffrey Wilson. Now, I know they have Davis Price, and I know they kept the the Chase Jordan or something like that, which is an interesting player in deep, deep dynasty leagues to maybe pick up. But in the meantime, Jeffrey Wilson, a proven commodity, fills in well. Uh, what? How is he not being regarded as a better handcuff 
across the board in the industry. I don't, I don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't get it. He is. And Mitchell is exactly the kind of back that has seemed to get injured that will give Wilson more opportunity. Whereas you having to wait for a big injury to Dalvin Cook for Alexander Madison to really do anything. Okay. How is that any different? And Wilson's done just as much when he has been given that opportunity. Moving on. It says it on the screen. Sermon's cut. He's the RB2. Again. Repeat. Jalen Warren, Pittsburgh. Najee Harris's handcuff backup. Apparently, he won the job. And Najee has something about a Liz Frank. I cringe at that word every time I hear it. So I'm a little worried what's going on here. Um, yeah, it's not like it's a major one, like kept ETN out of the season last year. But still, anything with feet, lower body, I'm worried about it for a running back. We all I was already down, you all know if you're listening, I was already down on Najee to meet his, you know, cost. ADP cost, uh, the work, the targets, it could only go down. He would have to increase a lot in efficiency to just get back to where he was last year, running back three, and it wasn't even a very high point total for a running back three. So there's just a lot of things saying he shouldn't have been going higher than running back five. Some people were starting to figure that out towards the end of the draft season, but Hopefully you weren't up there taking him running back three earlier in the summer. Jalen Warren, great, just stash him. Uh, if you have a player who goes out before games start, right, slip him on running on, on the IR, pick up Jalen Warren. If anything happens to Najee where he re-aggravates the, the Liz Frank, boom, you already have him. Okay, that's what we're trying to do here. Rex Burkhead, he could easily be at the top of this list. I know everyone loves Damian Pierce in Houston, but um, Rex Burkhead is not just a handcuff either. I mean, he's a legitimate veteran insurance, standalone production quite possibly, especially in the receiving game. I know he's not your typical receiving back, but they did use him in that way. And who else is on the team that they're going to? use like that right now. So I love uh, him as a pickup stash. Just what's what else is there to say? I don't know, guys. All right. Isaiah Pacheco, the hype from preseason, him in Kansas City behind uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who is just generally not liked by fantasy players. And so they are very willing to jump on board something else. But Somehow, he is still on some home leagues out there, right? I've, i i got to figure they're just home leagues, casual leagues, work leagues, whatever. I'm in one league where he is, and I'm looking at like some of my players, and I'm like, guys, just be out already so I can move you in IR so I can pick up Pacheco, right? Because I want to stash him before somebody else figures out he's there. Okay, but that's how it is for you guys. You should be looking on your leagues. Double check. Uh, now we're getting more into the deep dynasty even. Now, Zemir White is not going to be available even in dynasty because he was drafted. Uh, but in your deeper redraft leagues, maybe you stash him. If you have Jacobs he, and you like to handcuff, I would definitely be looking to have Zemir. Um, Jacobs' fifth-year option was not picked up by the Raiders. 
So he, I don't know if what that means. Knowing a little bit about how Josh McDaniels has worked in the past, I don't think he's going to just kind of use up Josh Jacobs and then throw him away. I don't necessarily think he has that attitude. And now he'll do that if Jacobs is good and efficient, then he will continue to use him. But if he's not good, he's not going to just use him for the sake of using him because he's paying him. Uh, that is not a very Patriots Belichick kind of mindset. And I don't think McDaniels has that either. Um, so if Jacobs is not great, he other backs will get a chance. Uh, Zermir White, not necessarily a receiving back, but Jacobs, you know, hadn't been getting a lot of targets until last season either. So he's an on-ground replacement. They could see, I could see him getting some work if Jacobs gets hurt. He'll be early down back. They'll bring in Bolden or uh, Amir Abdullah, actually, probably first in the receiving role. So these are the guys. I could have an Amir Abdullah on this list as well, but oh well. Um, I think White has the higher upside if there's an injury, and that's why we're stashing. Boston Scott for Philadelphia. I, I know Miles Sanders is there. He's already been dinged up hamstrings and stuff. Um, but he is the Boston Scott is the real handcuff the real backup at least for the early down work yes Gainwell has that ceiling he has a great ceiling he's typically being drafted ahead of Scott but even in dynasties you can get Boston Scott sometimes eat cheap or for free so be sure to double check the Boston Scott is is available or not and um, he's worth a stash in that kind of league Okay, so that's it for um, running back stashes, but there are some other players here I think you should know, and I highlighted a couple that uh, I, I think are really true high upsides, even in redraft. So first of all is quarterback Jameis Winston. Of all of the, and my kind of my, my feeling on this was for the onesies, at least tight ends and quarterbacks, you know, who's a player who's going outside of the top 12 ADP who could easily be a top 12 overall or points per game player at the position um, and really make a big difference as far as the cost, right? Jameis Winston is one. He could easily be, you know, quarterback 20 or he could be quarterback five. All right. Um, Probably the best or biggest, I should say, wide receiver improvement on the team this year, he's getting Michael Thomas back. They drafted Olave and they signed Jarvis Landry. So all three of his wide receivers are new and improved from what they had last year. Okay. And he's still got those other guys, Callaway, Deontay Hardy, right? He's still got some of those guys too. Um, but James Winston has the gunslinger potential. And if he has matured a little bit, hey, maybe LASIK, right? If he can... Hopefully, if we see a mature version of Winston, then uh, even in the games we saw at the beginning of last season, he was he was putting up very efficient, very efficient games. You know, well, right off the bat, they had the, against the Packers that five touchdown game. You know, that was huge. So that's the thing with Winston. Highest upside, I think, for a non-top 12. Now, that said, will other guys like Carr, Mac Jones, Tua may even... Um, a bunch of these guys that are also outside of the top 12. Will they be better than him? 
like I said, quite possibly he could be the quarterback 20, uh, depending on the new coaching and Winston, and maybe the receivers don't all work out. Thomas gets hurt again. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could happen. But again, potential Winston's ceiling is higher than all of those guys I named who are not in the top 12. Okay, even even Kirk Cousins, all right, who I love, and I will draft before Winston, but their actual ceiling, I mean, even Cousins was at best, I think, five or six back with Washington. That's what I'm talking about. With Winston, he could be up there if everything hits right. I don't see that for just about anybody else, right? Uh, maybe Justin Fields if everything goes right. But again, I don't even think he has the weapons to do it. So, all right, next, A.J. Green. He should be owned. He's probably not. Um, people are starting to f- figure this out, especially uh, now we've got news about Ertz maybe being out, something about Rondale Moore getting uh, MRI or a testing or something. So Hopkins was already out for six weeks. I know they got Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, who I love. I think it's a great spot for him. He's the running back. He's the wide receiver one on the team. But Hopkins is not there. Kirk Cousins is gone. Ertz, like all I list. Who, who else? It's literally A.J. Green. Um, beginning of the season, he's actually healthy now. I have no confidence in him still being healthy and being good week eight. But week one, two, three, four? Yeah, sure. And he's done it in the past. Even, again, when he didn't finish strong, when he didn't really have a good season, he had some really good games when there wasn't anybody else at the beginning of the season. Um, so if... Uh, first of all, he should just be owned, period. But especially if your wide receivers are weak. Um, I don't know what other scenarios are out there, but he should just generally be owned. You know, it may be, maybe you have Deontay Johnson. Maybe you have Godwin. You have some of these guys that are a little bit hurt now and we're not so sure about. You need A.J. Green. Okay. Last tight end, Logan Thomas. Very similar idea with Winston, whereas outside the top 12, and yet he had, I think, top 10 points per game in the few games he played before he got hurt last season. That's the kind of tight end he is. Uh, we know Carson Wentz uses his tight ends just fine, so there's no concerns there. I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be better, but it's not going to be worse. Um, he is also back from his injury recovery faster than we had feared. So that was a positive, kind of thought he might be in pup uh, or might be active, but then go on IR and we might not see him until October. And again, you may not see much from him early on. And if he's even out, even better, you can pick him up and put him on IR. So Logan Thomas, even if you don't pick him up this week, just keep an eye out for him. Keep him in mind. Perfect second tight end to have around. Um, with that upside, especially if you waited on your tight end. All right, so I have a lot of uh, leagues where I've got like Engrams or Hunter Henrys, these kind of guys, all right? And then these guys should also be rostered, just double-check. First of all, Khalil Herbert somehow is only is under 50% on like Yahoo ownership. I don't know how. I mean, Alexander Madison, everyone loves him as a handcuff, but Khalil Herbert is right there, right behind him. Um, right with Montgomery and the work he gets. I do think Montgomery is the guy, but as far as a handcuff, Herbert is good, and he proved to be pretty good last year as a rookie. Romeo Dubs, very look, I know it's Dobbs, 
but they did say his nickname was Dubs. So I'm just calling, if I call him Dubs, that's his nickname. If I say his full name, I'm going to say Romeo Dobbs. I can have it both ways. That's my explanation. All right. Wide receiver, Green Bay. Lazard's now doubtful for week one. Um, yeah, that, that basically, I had no confidence in him being the rookie with Lazard there and everything else going on. But if Lazard is out too, I might just have to buy into it. And there's been a hype already, but he's still out there in a lot of places. I picked him up for free in Scott Fishbowl. Wasn't super active uh, division, evidently, in uh, you know all of the waivers. Um, but somehow he slipped through, so I got him. Brian Edwards, wide receiver for Atlanta and London. Drake London still struggling, knee injury from the preseason. So it, and, and Brian Edwards was struggling with shoulder as well, but he did get in on the last game. Looks like he's okay. Uh, he's going to be a starter. He's one of the f- top three starting wide receivers on the team right now. And I say top three. I know Pitts is the fourth, if not the one. But that could actually work in Edwards' favor. So, hey, it's worth a shot. This is a guy, The my note on here, which you again, and I'm bouncing back and forth here, guys, so bear with me. Um, he, he's... He's a perfect kind of stash because in two weeks you can cut him and not really worry about it and not be like, oh, oh I don't know. He could break out any time. No. If he hasn't done anything for the first couple of weeks when Drake is limited, cut him loose. It's done. Easy. No strings attached, right? Cool, cold, and calculating. That's what we like. All right. KJ Hamler. Um it looks like Judy is back just fine, and so probably it's not really as good as uh, people were hoping. Everyone wants him to be, you know, the new Lockett, Tyler Lockett. But in a deep league or even a dynasty, he is somebody you want to make sure is is on a roster, which is what it says there should be on a roster. All right, moving on. These are the streamers. So those were all the stashes, guys. You need to keep an eye out for. Um, again. Know your league, know your team, your team needs, and stash the position that you have needs in, right? If you need running backs, stash running backs. If you need wide receivers, stash wide receivers, all right? And there's some of these players that I could have put in the, in the stashes that are going to come up here in, in streamers, and that be, that's because you should be picking them up before week one anyway, so it's the same difference. Um, I actually have Winston here listed twice. But here it is, week two, Jameis Winston plays against Tampa Bay um, at home. The Bucks. this is that game that the Bucks always have, like a bad game. Tom Brady has a bad game against the Saints in, in New Orleans, right? Uh, that's this game. And maybe, maybe he does fine. But then the offenses are just going to be pushing each other. Um, this is a perfect setup for an offensive game. Winston, one game in, we'll have seen what he could do in week one. If it's just awful, then disregard this. But if he's looking pretty good, maybe he can finally kick it in the next gear, unleash when uh, the team needs him to against Tampa Bay, if Tampa Bay is also putting up points. And then, if you don't like that one, Matt Ryan versus Jacksonville. Matt Ryan's probably going to be on our streamer list quite often. So I just threw him on your case. You need another option. 
in case we have some more quarterback injuries. I, I do. I didn't put him on here, but I do like Flacco. And even in dynasties, you're able to, you know, pick him up, even or trade for him. It's probably it's too late now to pick up Flacco in the dynasty, especially Superflex at least. Um, but hey, I think Flacco will do just fine. The recent report sounds like at least four weeks for Wilson, Zach Wilson to be out, and so. This week one is against Baltimore. You got a little mini revenge game, right? Um, but that's going to tie into one of the streamers later. Um, so keep in mind, we'll, we'll come back to, to Flacco. All right, let's move on to running backs again. Guys, it's week one and two. This is week two streamers. Raheem Mostert, Miami plays Baltimore in week two. Um. I'm I'm blanking here, guys. This is the problem about having to work alone. I'm thinking I read something wrong here, so I'm just double checking. Um, who the the Baltimore plays? Miami. Okay. All right, that makes sense now. All right, so Raheem Mostert, um, Edmonds is a little dinged up. Maybe he'll be back and fine by week two, but. Moster is the running back that the new coach, Mike McDaniel, no S, uh, is familiar with. It's worth a shot. Come on, guys. It's week one running backs. I mean, before week one even has happened. All right. But here's one you need to have. Okay. Don't miss this. So we had Matt Ryan before connected with that. You can even stack these guys. Paris Campbell playing Jacksonville week two. Look, if people are allowed, if people are going to be allowed, which I don't think they should be allowed to compare Pittman to um, Julio Jones and his target share and everything for Matt Ryan, and now Matt Ryan's going to be targeting his number one in Pittman like that, if that's allowed, then surely I can say that Paris Campbell is the perfect kind of wide receiver to be getting used like Calvin Ridley or even Roddy White before that. So, yeah, if you're allowed with Pittman, I'm allowed with Paris Campbell. Um, people are saying there's no clear wide receiver one. I don't – it's a clear wide receiver. It's Paris Campbell. I'm sorry. Uh, Alec Pierce, even if he's even if he's good, he's still the rookie. If Paris Campbell's healthy, he's a wide receiver too. And I do think Matt Ryan is going to like him in that role again. Think Calvin Ridley. So um, pick him up before week one. Last year, Paris was flashing week one. Everyone was starting to get excited, even just in the first half, and then he got the injury. So, I mean, why isn't that going to happen again with a, with a quarterback who's probably better able to utilize him? I see absolutely no reason. I love Campbell. Absolutely love him. Um, have not given up hope yet. He is the perfect kind of candidate as far as injuries go to suddenly just not get injured. And we'll be like, oh, what happened? You know, think Keenan Allen, think Frank Gore, you know, all these players that suddenly they just are past the bad luck and are able to finally grab a hold and do something. Um, he's about a year out further out than some of these other players. But, I mean, it took Debo Samuel to his third year and finally being healthy. We saw what he was able to break out and do, right? Four years for Campbell, but he's had more injuries. So let's let's see how this goes. 
All right, and then um, tight end. Tyler Higby, this one's a little bit cheating because we saw him tonight in Thursday Night Football, but um, it was everything I thought we'd see from Higby. I've had talked about Higby before. His ADP was going way too low, but he was absolutely getting the targets. And we also saw that the Rams are going to need him to step up. Uh, they were finally actually moving the ball when they really were pushing it, and they needed Higby. Now, he did have a couple bad drops, which was not a good look. Um, hopefully, that's just week one jitters. One was, you know, he tried running with it before he really caught it, that kind of thing. So, hopefully, he can get through that, and he's okay. I don't think, I don't remember that being a big issue for him in the past. So, he should be all right. He had a good, like, eight targets or something like that tonight. So, I think that's going to continue... And they're playing Atlanta week two. Great option. Um, you might have to now get him with a waiver or you wait till waivers clear and you pick him up for free next week. So sorry, I couldn't give this one out to you before. All right. If you can't do that, Tyler, I got another one for you. Tyler Conklin, Joe Flacco. Remember I said we'd come back to Joe Flacco. He's going to love Conklin. He's going to love him. He loves his tight ends. He's going to love Conklin. All right. Um, everything Conklin did in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, Tyler Conklin's going to do in New York with Joe Flacco. Um, just watch. So they're playing Cleveland in week two. That's actually a solid defense, but, um, if anything else, it's, uh, a strong line, which it could go either way. Cause Higby, I mean, Conklin could end up having to block a lot but he could sneak out for some dump offs so hopefully that's what we see some shorter underneath passes for Conklin um who I've been as soon as I saw him sign with the the Jets I wasn't scared of Uzoma I, I figured he was going to be the guy uh, severely underrated I mean and the Minis- the fact Minnesota let him go is just criminal thinking that Irv Smith's going to be Tyler Conklin will outscore Irv Smith this year Watch. Just watch. All right. Uh, kickers and defense, I throw them in here when I have something. I do like the Panthers, who are a little underrated as a defense. People forget they had a lot of injuries last year. They were actually looking really good. They had a really good looking, um, was it uh, Young? I can't remember. They had another uh, rookie last year that they hardly even played. Was that J.C. Horn, I think? Not big on the IDP. But, uh yeah, so they got players back. They could be a, a really strong defense, and they're playing the Giants in week two. But you got to pick them up now because they're playing the Browns in week one. So as soon as they have a big game against the Browns, people are going to want them instead of whatever defense they have that didn't do anything. So you got to get them now. All right. Which means, unless you have a really good defense, just drop the one you have and, and get the Panthers. Because that's the key for streaming. That's what we're going to be doing throughout the season when we're looking at streamers, especially for kickers, defenses, quarterbacks, uh, or at least tight ends. We're looking for situations where you're not going to just get one week out of them. I want to see you, especially with the defenses, get a whole like bunch of really good matchups grouped up, grouped up together. And you can ride them for four games and then hop over to another one, ride them for two, three games, right? So we've got like a two, three window, two, three game window here for the Panthers. Good matchups. Good defense should do well for you. Okay. 
that's that that's it. I guess we hit it. Uh, I didn't really do any trades. I did mention like an example of Cam Akers. Be thinking about ones like that where it's people overreacting. Okay. So try to take care of the advantage of the market in that way. I will definitely have more about trades next week. Uh, guys to cash in on right away. Guys to buy the immediate dip. dip. Uh, as we get into the season and we get more games under our belt, people will overreact a little bit less. A little bit. People still always overreact. But they'll overreact a little bit less come week four or five when we have several games um, behind us. But these first couple of weeks, it's everyone's just losing their minds. We all love football. We've been waiting for football. And we want our guys to be good right now, right? So be ready to take advantage of that. Um, if you're watching, thanks for joining me. If you're listening, thank you. Uh, if you're, well, you wouldn't be reading me. It's not a transcript. Maybe you're, maybe it's an auto-generated transcript and you are reading it. Either way, Fusion Fantasy Football looks up podcasts or all the links for everything and the article version I hate to even call it an article. It's going to be basically be a just a text dump of my notes, the players, uh, what how I'm categorizing them, what the matchup is, and then my notes. And it's just going to be for each of the players that were in this video. Hopefully, if hopefully I didn't miss one or yeah, FusionFFB.com. Go there, check it out. I know not much has been going on there, but now once we're into the season and I'm doing these shows, it will be. Uh, I loved, guys, who, who all of you out there watching the video, I loved this format with the um, with the slideshow. went super smooth. Um, I love it. It was really easy to make, especially with uh, the sheet I'm making with all my takes that is going to get exported into the article form. So... Hopefully this is going to go really smooth. Last year was a struggle. I was trying to do the video, but I was having to like edit and add animations and it was timings and it was way too much work. Um, this was much easier. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was easy um, to follow, easy to understand. Hope uh, you could hear me. Hope I was loud enough. And that's it. So thanks, guys. That's next week tonight. Um, I hope I hope that interests you. It's really easy, especially beginning of the season, to not be in on this. Um, you know, the sashes don't hit and you kind of fall off. But then when we get into when we get into the bye weeks, that's also when my process starts hitting its stride. Okay, when I get like four or five weeks of matchup history, I can start plugging in uh my actual numbers and start finding some underrated players and matchups and we can utilize those things uh, for the streamers to find unexpected players that you could play and then expect to drop the next week. You really wanted them specifically for a specific matchup. Once we have more data in the season, we'll be able to start doing those kind of streamers. Whereas right now, I'm just picking players that I like going off the talent. And then it's wait and see for the season. So guys, going on 35 minutes here for the the video Podcast is probably about the same. So hopefully it won't be that long every week. I'm shooting for like 20 minutes. Um, we had a little bit extra stuff in here. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show, guys. Again, 
listen, watch, read. It's all FusionFFB.com, all the links you need on Twitter, at FusionFFB. That was supposed to be on the sheet. I forgot it. But hope to hear from you guys. Let me know what you think. Um, let me know. I love hearing about successes. You know, you, you started this guy, you picked up this guy, whatever. I want to hear it. Um, who did I miss? Tell me who I missed. All right. See you guys next time. Have fun. Week one. Enjoy football.